I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Uh, listen, what a fun first hour we just wrapped up. Today is Friday. Uh, finally Friday, February the 9th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of episode 1020 of the Brian Hank show presented by Lenore community college. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun hour. We had Paul Whittington on the Spence automotive gas line. We caught you up with everything going on. We, uh, presented you the breaking news from, uh, from South Lenore about the, uh, 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 basketball coach down there, uh, stepping down. Thomas Earp has, uh, stepped down and I, and I wanted to verify a couple things here. I did want to thank definitely news, news sports, and uh, Michael Humphrey, they were the first ones that had it out there. I think New Stu Sports had it out there first. But uh, I want to uh, tell you, I really appreciate Miss Pierce, uh, Elizabeth Pierce at, uh, at South Lenore High School. She messaged me while we were live here on the air uh, to, uh, to verify that, uh, that he has resigned as a head coach. And uh, I do. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Miss Pierce, uh, one of the class acts out there in our neck of the woods. So, uh, again, that was a big breaking news overnight. And again, uh, first reported by uh, News News Sports and uh, and uh, Michael Humphrey on Facebook. Uh, bu- 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 uh, listen, coming up here, in fact, in just a few moments, we're going to have Winston-Salem State star point guard Isaac Parson joining us. Uh, we're uh, for TGIF with IP. It's our weekly NIL visit with him. We're going to be talking to him. And then, man, I am so geeked out for this, and I know Scott is too. We are going to have uh terrence copper joining us right here in our plush well-lit well-protected studio in fact he has driven up he's in our green room right now so pretty excited about that so i tell you what let us get uh isaac up here on the phone with us uh to talk about uh the winston-salem state rams listen want to thank spence automotive they are uh, the the sponsor of our spence automotive guest line and uh, really do appreciate key spence it's where i get my car service it's where you should go to located at 603 plaza boulevard in the old firestone building next to the piggly wiggly and big lots spence automotive is owned by local sports writing legend key spence and is open monday through saturday at 7 30 a.m spence automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too give keith a call at spence automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, it's time for TGIF with IP. It's our weekly NIL visit with Winston-Salem State star point guard Isaac Parson. Uh, how are you doing this morning, IP? I'm doing good. How are you doing this morning? Uh, feeling good, man. I got to tell you, and I know you. Well, we're going to talk about this past week. We're going to preview a couple of games coming up, but uh, – I got to tell you, man, I'm kind of pumped for a week from today when I get on a jet plane to uh, fly to Indianapolis to see you and Jeremy and Amaji and the rest of the Winston-Salem State Rams take on Virginia Union. And I, and like I said, dude, I know. I mean, it, you, you've got to be so compartmentalized, and you do such a good job of that too, IP, of, you know, hey, this is our next opponent. And then, you know, we'll talk about our next opponent after that. But, dude, you've got to admit, you've got to admit Oh, uh, you, you got to be a little bit excited about what's coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir, definitely. So we just got on a Zoom call with uh, people up there yesterday. So, you know, it shows a little preview video. I'm really excited. But we got to take care of business Saturday first. 
Oh, absolutely. IP, I don't know if you've got me on speaker, but I'm ha- we're having trouble hearing you a little bit, dude. Uh, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, that's much, much better. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, well, let's take a look back. Uh, obviously, uh, not the week that you guys wanted to have, and, I mean, I can appreciate that. I mean, last Saturday, uh, a tough 61-60 to loss against uh, Livingston, and then this past Wednesday, a couple of days ago, a loss, a 60-56 to loss against St. Augs. Uh, I guess just uh, let's first let's break down that Livingston game. Uh, what happened in that game, uh, IP? Um, you know, it was a good it was a good game. You know, one of them wild games. You know, uh, pushing the seven match. Um, I think we were up by like six, and I got fouled. And I don't know, I kind of got into it with somebody. And after that, we just never we never uh, got back to ourselves. So, yeah. But, uh, again, 61-60, that was against Livingston. And then this past week against St. Augs, I guess that was the one that surprised me, especially when I looked at the schedule and you guys had beaten them by 40-plus points the first time. What happened in this uh, past game in Raleigh on Wednesday? Um, you know, it was just a tough game. Uh, we didn't really execute like that. Um, we were up in the first half, and then we came out the second half. Uh, like the days were cool. Um, we weren't running the shooters. Um, the guys ran shots, so, I mean, you know, we just got to do better. You know what, character is determined not – I mean, it's easy to have high character and all that when you're winning games, but to continue to – like you do, to continue to have high character when you're having tough losses. And three of your last four games have been losses by a total of eight points. And that that's just – that's got to be frustrating. But uh, how have you – how are you leading this team through this tough stretch right now, IP? Just, you know, telling the guys to keep working every day, you know. Just tell them last year, right before the CIs, we lost three games in a row. Yeah. And then we won one game in Livingstone against Livingstone right before um, CIAA. And that changed everything, you know. Um, we just want to go into the CIAA with momentum and a little bit of enthusiasm. It is so ironic that you used the word uh, momentum there, IP, because – it is amazing, and you you experienced it when you were at Kenston High. You're now experiencing it now at Winston Salem State. Momentum is a real thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, sir. We can swing the whole game. Um, we can swing the season. You know, we just got to be able to uh, channel it right. Absolutely. Again, that voice you listen to that's Isaac Parson. It is uh, TGIF with IP here on the Brian Hanks Show. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at a, you've got a couple of home games before you go to Indianapolis uh, next week for uh, the NBA All Star Weekend for the H- HBCU Classic that'll be taking place there. Uh, Claflin tomorrow, uh, a team that you've already seen this year. Give us a scouting report on uh, Claflin University out of Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, Scott, put on Claflin. Um, we got to get back fast paced team. Um, they like to defend the pass away, so we got to get open. Um, also, we can't let the bigs um, get downhill, and the guards, we can't let them get their shots off. Like I said, you played those guys earlier this year uh, on January 20th. What were some of the lessons that you learned from that that you will apply to uh, tomorrow's game, IP? Um, some of the lessons, you know, like I said, um, we got to get back. We, we can't crit. Um, uh, give live ball turnovers to them because obviously live ball turnovers lead to fast break points. So um, we just can't give up fast break points and uh, stop the bigs. 
Well, and like I said, I know you, knowing you as well as I've known you through the years, you don't, uh, you don't look past an opponent. However, Fayetteville State coming up on Tuesday, the, the final game before the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend uh, experience that you guys are going to have. Uh, tell everybody who, you know, we kind of talked about it a couple of weeks ago as you were leading into the game going into Fayetteville, but it's a pretty big rivalry for you guys, isn't it? Uh, yes, sir, definitely. Um, you know, last time I think we lost by like three points. Um, shoot, we had that game in the bag too. We were up by five with like three minutes left and then stuff just started trickling down. So, you know, we just got to, I think we got to do better at closing out games. Uh, that's my thought a little bit, but we're going to figure it out. I know you will. Well, listen, and that'll be the final, as I'm looking at the schedule, that's the final home game. Uh, again, you got Virginia Union and Indianapolis a week from tomorrow. Then you're at Shaw at Livingston. So, uh, man, it's just—I got to tell you—it seems like you guys played an, an inordinate amount of uh, road games to home games this year, Isaac. Definitely, definitely. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, I tell you what—I've got uh, Terrence Copper and uh, uh, Scott Weddington here. You guys got a question for IP? You'd like to ask Terrence before we let him go here? I don't. I just enjoy watching him play. Yeah. Yep. He's amazing. He appreciate it. Yep. Well, very good. Listen, IP, I appreciate you, dude. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, good luck against Claflin tomorrow against Fayetteville State on Tuesday. And, uh, dude, the next time I see you, it'll be in Indianapolis, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. There you go. That's Isaac Parson, uh, TGIF with IP every uh, week he's our nil athlete uh, that we uh, do here on the brian Hanks show wow we have an nil with him and we talk to him uh, every friday here on the show and i, I know you know his uh, parents takima mm-hmm. and tad yep. and just just you talk about one of the first families in fact i call takima the queen of kinston <laughs> that's a pretty good uh, it's an amazing family it is it's an amazing family it is well i tell you what i'm this this Young man sitting over here to my left and your right has not been able to stop smiling for the last three or four days because one of his heroes is now sitting right here across from us, uh, Terrence Copper. I appreciate it. Uh, just uh, one an ECU legend uh, sitting here with us, and uh, how excited! I, I'll ask I'll ask him the first question. How excited are you to have Terrence Copper sitting here? That's no, always it's always good to. to- to be able to talk with him and catch up with him, one, one of the good guys for sure. Absolutely. I well, appreciate it. <laughs> we've got about 30 minutes here, and I've got about 80 questions okay. that I want to ask you over Look, the I'm next here. little I'm bit. I'm here. I'm here. I love <laughs> it. Uh, listen, I, I don't even know where to start other than, uh, golly. Let, let's, we didn't ask you anything about Tyreek last year, mm-hmm. or last time we had you on here uh, a few weeks ago. And I was very, I was remiss in that because I really wanted to, you have the unique perspective, mm-hmm. okay, of having gone through the recruiting process, mm-hmm. of having played football at the highest level that you can play, or playing sports and football at the highest level. I know you've got a, an older son, too, that also played sports, mm-hmm. and he, he did very well. And I love the story that you shared with us last time of uh, you two both walking the stage yes. at ECUs. You got your degrees. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. But <clears throat> Tyreek. I got to tell you, I've been in. I've actually been in Kenson since 2002. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of great. You can look around this room. You can see all the great athletes I've seen come through here between Brandon and Reggie and Josh Dawson and Chris Hatcher and Quentin Copels and everybody. I say this. Oh, that, have, you, have you met Linda? How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. Nice to meet you. <laughs> there you go. That's, you got to love how we just break it. That's what we do here. Like you know it. that I we like have it. the show here, but. 
in my time here, I got to tell you, I don't know if I've seen a young man have an impact on first a football team. You've got the Kenson football shirt on and a basketball program the way he has. I want to talk about him for a couple minutes, but just tell us a little bit about Tyreek and what kind of a young man that he is. He is a, he's quiet until you get to know him. And then once you get to know him, you'll see, okay, he's, he's Tyreek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's different. He's different from the rest of our other kids. We have, yeah. we have two other children. Uh, our oldest, like you talked about T, he played, yeah. uh, we played at East Carolina as well. And we have a daughter as well. She is 19. So, but he, they are similar when it comes to personalities, but Tyreek's personality is a little different. He's the baby though, He's right? the baby. Yeah. He's the baby, but he's different. Yeah. <laughs> But he's an amazing child. Yeah. Uh, he's always been very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a high GPA, 4.3 GPA, and he's always, his grace has always been like that. Got uh, that from you, right? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me correct that right now. No, he didn't. But uh, he, he's an amazing young man. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any issues with him uh, when it comes to at home and different things. Like, he's just a good child uh, that's very talented and very smart. Uh, so I mean I I can't say I can't say enough about him. Uh, we love being around him. Uh, it, it seems like every time he's in certain positions, certain areas, people attract to him just kind of naturally, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's cool seeing it. You start you start seeing the effect that your child have on other kids and other adults. You know, uh, it's kind of humbling, you know, because you're thankful that God has put that in him, uh, and it hopefully become the use once he get older. Again, you've been through this process before with your older son and, and both your children, but how? what is it like? And I've actually, since Scott pointed out to me where you sit for uh, basketball games now, so I've, I've tried to watch you from the crow's nest. <laughs> and what is it like when you hear an entire gym of 1,800 people cheering for your son? You know, I, I can't even, I don't have kids. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know what that's like. Well, he's my stepson basically, but <laughs> you know, but you know what I'm saying? What is it like to have a football stadium, people cheering for your son when he catches that incredible touchdown pass or, or cheering for your son when he slams the ball down or makes that perfect pass? What's it like for you as a father? You know, it, it feels good. Well, when it comes to f- the football side of things, I really don't pay attention to it. So I can't even I can't even talk about the football side because I'm coaching. Yeah. You know, and so when I'm coaching, whether he's doing great during the game or what, I'm always thinking about the next play or what could he done better here. So I'm always thinking the coaching part of it, even when it's a good play, because I'm thinking about, okay, what we could have done differently when he comes to the sideline and when the team comes to the sideline. So I'm not really ever really listening to the crowd during the football season. But basketball season, I get a chance to listen because yeah. I'm act- I actually get a chance to just be a parent yeah. and just sit in the stands and not have to coach him and just watch him play. Uh, and for me, that is the best feeling in the world. Not only just that people respect his game and, and they like his game and we love that, but just being able to be dad and just watch because – like I've been coaching him for a while, not just football. I've been coaching with basketball and different things like that. But I never get a chance to just sit back and just enjoy the game and not be so into it because I'm coaching it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love that part of it. I love everything that Kinston uh, helps him with. I love how the coaching staff gets on him. I love how they coach him. I love how they love on him. Kinston, honestly, Kinston was – the best decision we made when it came to our son career. And that's the next – what a perfect segue there, Terrence. Uh, why Kenson? Because, I mean, you could have 
taking him anywhere. You could have taken him to any. I mean, mm-hmm. you're an ECU grad. You're a uh, Little Washington mm-hmm. High School uh, grad. You could have taken your son anywhere. Why Kenston High School? You know what? And I'll be honest with you. Coach Tindall. Okay. Coach Tindall, uh, Coach Fink, when we first, when he came out of middle school, uh, they would go to the games and watch him play. Uh, they was excited for Where did him. he go to middle school? He went to uh, Contentnia. Contentnia, okay. He went to Contentnia. So he's, the district's supposed to have been North Lenore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we loved the educational part at Kenton as well. But when it came to the sports side of things, the way Coach Tindall embraced him, uh, even when he was coming around eighth grade, going to the ninth grade, I think they played in the ECI, ICE. Yeah, the ECI down the, in Jacksonville. Down in Jacksonville. Uh, he let, he allowed Tark to play with but the varsity team. How's this for timing? Look what I'm wearing. Perfect timing. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> Perfect timing. And so he allowed Tyreek to play with, the, play with varsity coming out of his eighth grade year. And the way that he coached Tyreek through – adverse because like he's a eighth grade he's going to make a ton of mistakes but the way he coached him and the way he got on him and the way he really showed love to him and patience with him to us you know coach Tindall uh, coach Fink that was the initial like you know what this is going to be a good spot for him and and I love the fact that they don't take any mess from him they push him yeah because when kids growing up especially as talented as Tyreek, he's going to be around coaches that's going to allow him to get away with certain things because he's talented. And that's not that's not good for growth. You know, and so we love the fact how the coaching staff holds him accountable. Uh, we love the fact that they push him. Uh, and we love the fact he responds to them because of his relationship with them. Uh, not just the basketball program, I'm just speaking of the basketball program. Yes, that yes, was sir. the initial thing that we really we saw. But then when you talk about the football side of things, uh, the coaching staff, they love them. We push them. Uh, and that's what we want. We want to really make good kids, first of all, when it comes to just good kids in the community, stand-up kids in the schoolhouse. Uh, we want to we want to build that. But the fact of how, you know, Coach Tindall and the coaches push him and he responds to it, that's something that we just love seeing. But they also love on him as well. So we love that. How were your coaches at Washington? When I was coming up? Yes. Coach Pascal, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Coach Pascal. I remember the name. I yeah. didn't. Yeah, Coach Pascal. Uh, he was Washington head coach when I was there, and if it wasn't for Coach Pascal, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Wow, I can say that. Wow, I really can say that. I would not That's be sitting awesome. here. And but you know what? The crazy thing about it is, it's not even just about Coach Pascal, my high school coaches. Because when I when I was growing up, I played football, basketball, baseball, ever since I was nine years old. But I grew up in I grew up with my grandmother, and. My grandma, she hardly ever went to any games. So it was always my coaches that would come to my house and pick me up to take me to practice, whether that's basketball or if I couldn't walk to the gym, basketball, football, and baseball. So, I, of course, Coach Pascal really, he was the head coach for me in high school. But I wouldn't even got to the high school part of it if it wasn't for my little league coaches. Yeah. You know, so it's it really takes a village when you're trying to raise and really help a, help a child become – what God has destined him to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes a village. And you talk about your time at Washington and coaching at Kenton now, and I've seen you on the sideline. I hardly see you show any emotion, and I never see the smile go away. I saw the smile go away one time this year, <laughs> and it was after the game where your alma mater beat Kenton. 
what was going through your head? And I know you look. I know you were really wanting that revenge shot this year. So, <laughs> so it, it's crazy that you say that you don't see any emotion, uh, and that's good. That's good because in practice, <laughs> that's when all the emotion comes out in <laughs> practice. I, I, me as a coach, I coach hard in practice. Game time, I need you to be cool, calm, and collect, and understand what I'm teaching you during the game time. Is not that's not the time for me to rah rah you. Because I need you to keep your confidence uh, and just listen and understand what we're trying to get done during the game. And practice, oh, I'm on you in practice. It's going to be rah-rah. It's going to be everything that it needs to be in practice. Uh, but in the game time, I need them to be not relaxed, but I need them to stay on edge, but I also need them to stay confident. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes when I, how I coach, if you're not strong, if you haven't been with me for a little while – it could break your confidence, but that is the reason why we we coach hard in practice so you can be battle-hardened. So now if you can get through how I coach, the rest of it is going to be icing on the cake. you know. And so we have kids that's, re- that's responding to that. But when it came to the Washington High School game, <laughs> I wanted that. I wanted yeah. that game because, of course, that's my alma mater. Uh, I love Washington, but I also want to beat them. Yeah. I also want, especially when we're, when we're going against each other, I want to beat them. Uh, and that's just me as a competitor, uh, but we definitely, we definitely get that one back this year. I mean, I'm excited about that game. W- w- was that your most intense week of practice? You think, like, do you think you were on edge more that week of practice than any other uh, week of preparation? Not really. I can't say that. Uh, one thing that I could say is I think I more, I was more prepared. Yeah. Okay. Because I know the mindset of Washington. I know the mindset of of the Washington High School athletes uh, and the kids there. I know the mindset. So I was more prepared because I knew them uh, emotionally and mentally. I knew their their setup because I'm from there and I was raised there. So I just know the setup and the mindset. So I was actually more prepared for that game. Wow. That voice you listen to is Terrence Copper, uh, ECU football legend, uh, Eastern North Carolina legend, former NFL player too. I do have a couple more questions about Tyreek I want to ask real quick. And number one is you've been through this process. You've mm-hmm. been through the recruiting process. Yes, you sir. know what that's like. How are you getting him ready for that? With him being a sophomore, and I'm sure it's already started. In fact, I guarantee it's already started. But it's really going to be over this coming summer mm-hmm. and then next fall and all that. That's part one. And I'll ask you part two when you finish that. But how are you preparing him for this process that he's getting ready to go through? Uh, the first thing that I'm, I realized is I can't push too much. Uh, of course, you want to be, you want to have them prepared. You want to have them prepared for what's about to come because you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But I have to realize he's still a child, yeah. uh, and he has to still be a child, but also me there to monitor how how much of a child he is. Because sometimes if you're in the position he's in, sometimes your childish ways could kind of be bad for you at certain times if it's not monitored the right way. Uh, and so that is for me as his dad, that's the first thing with me, just watching, making sure his social media stuff is good. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if he's posting. Very important. Yes. Even when he's posting highlight tapes, uh, make sure the words – in the songs, or I really don't even want any words, just instrumental. It's just little things like that, keeping your grades up in school. Uh, 
when you when you're talking on Twitter, make sure you know you're respectful. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of it has to do with not just his personality, but what are you putting out there for the media to see? Mm-hmm. What are, what are you saying? What and are coaches you, to and see. the coaches to see? Yeah. Like what are you putting out there? Uh, just really guiding him, uh, getting his mind right when it comes to the the football side of things. That is the reason why I push him so much when it comes to athletic side and getting on him and coaching because I know what's going to happen once he get to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coaches aren't going to care about how you feeling that day. Uh, they're going to get on you. They they don't care if if you dropping balls at practice. Guess what? They're going to get on you. Your spot may get taken. You know so. That is the way I coach him. I don't coach him. And, and honestly, not just him, All because I coach receivers. So all the receivers mm-hmm. that I have at Kinston, they getting all coached the same way. They all getting pushed the same way. Of course, everybody's personality is different. So certain things I may have to change or adjust when it comes to certain kids because of they can't take certain type of coaching. But there's still the same morals going to be there. But I just reach kids differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – we push them because if your goal is to go to college and play football or to go to college and do whatever you're going to do, you got to have that mental part of it because that's where it's at. It's the mental part. I mean, the physical part, you can handle the physical part, but it's the mental. If you're not mentally tough, you're not going to make it. And and that is where I feel like I come in because I've been there. I know what's, what's coming down the pipeline. I know what you got to face when you get there. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to try to prepare you in every way possible. I got to ask you this. Uh, obviously, we know what a great receiver he is. And he's, you know, I, I honestly, just, even as young as he is, you can look at him and say he's going to be like his pops and he's going to be playing on Sundays here in a few years. Coach, he's a heck of a basketball player too, though. And, and nothing against any I, – I think this is a talented, young, talented team that mm-hmm. Kenson has this year. But I got to say, and I love football. You can look around and see that. I love football mm-hmm. too, but, man – he is a heck of a basketball player. Is there going to come that moment when he has to make that decision between football and basketball, or is it pretty much he's a football player and he's playing basketball to stay in shape for football? You know what? I'm glad you brought that up okay. because when he was when he was younger, we didn't know what he was going to do Okay, because he was equally talented in both sports. Uh, we can say that, but as as he got older – I mean, he was still talented in basketball, but you could see football really just taking off from him as he started getting older. But then we was like, okay, maybe he's a football guy. Yeah. But then when he started playing basketball <laughs> again, you're like, I don't know what he is. Yeah. You know, so I stopped labeling him. That play that – I wasn't at the North and North <laughs> game, but that mm-hmm. play, he jumped – it looked like his hands were almost up at the rafters. <laughs> that yeah. athletic play that he had I, against North and North. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, so – I stopped labeling them. Yeah. Okay. I just, okay. I, I pray for them. I give them to God and I let God just handle the rest of it. And I just control what I can control. What are you going to do when high D one programs are recruiting him for basketball? Cause I know it's going to happen in football too, but what are you going to do if I'm not even going to name a school, but let's say a high D one program comes in and says he can make a difference on our, in our program. Mm-hmm. How's, how's Papa Copper going to handle that? You, you know what? I'm a, <laughs> I'm going to sit down, Miss Copper, and we're, we're going to sit down Tariq, and we're going we're gonna to see what he wants to do. Because at the end of the day, I don't have to pl- – I'm done playing. Yeah. You know, and I don't try to live my 
my life through him. I just want him to be happy, and I want him to do what he feels like he want to do because whatever sport he decides to do, Lord willing, if, if that happens, um, he has to be at that school mm-hmm. for four to five years. You know, I don't. He have to play that sport yeah. for four to five years or however. So it's going to be completely up to him, and we're just going to guide him with making his decision. When did you make the decision for yourself? I mean, football, basketball, uh, baseball player. What position mm-hmm. do you play in baseball? I'm just curious. I played every position. Did you? Did you pitch? I pitched. Wow. I, I didn't catch. Okay. I was bat blind. <sighs> so when that bat swing, my eyes closed. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. But when did you make that decision of football over basketball and baseball? Uh, this was my the end of my junior year. Wow. The you waited of, that late. Yep, the end of my junior year. Um and, but you got to think about it with me. I didn't know if I was going to even play sports. So I, I took the SAT five times. Wow. Like, I didn't get eligible because now my upbringing was a little different uh, when I came up. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a a father figure in the house. Uh, my grandmother raised me. I, and this one thing I, I tell a lot of kids, if you have a parent at the house that when you come home, they're holding you accountable, do your homework, uh, checking your homework for you. You have to be thankful for that because when I grew up, I didn't have that. Wow. So when I came That's home, awesome. slept with my grandmother, mm-hmm. she wasn't on me about doing your homework. Nobody brought up, oh, do you have any homework? Nah. And even when I did do my homework, if it was wrong, it's just wrong because my parents, they didn't, I mean, yeah. it's my, I'm living with my grandmother. You know, yeah. she don't know math like, like now and she didn't know it. You know, yeah. so if it was wrong, it was wrong. So I take it back to school. Whatever I get on it, that's what I get on it. Yeah. So I didn't have that foundation growing up, the academic side of it. And so that's why I struggled in high school. I was I got eligible, but right at the last minute after the fifth time taking the SAT and my GPA and SAT equaled out perfectly, thank God, I did have parent, parent grandmothers. Though. I did have parent grandmothers, so that really helped me out as, as well. So, you know, I just really, I like the fact that, you know, I just want kids to understand that foundation at the house is huge. Yeah, it's huge when it comes to grades, uh, and just having a foundation when it comes to, you know, parents holding you accountable, because that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Even though it may, parents may seem like they're they're getting on their kids too much, or the kids may seem like, man, my parents keep riding me. At that the makes time, you don't appreciate it. Yes, but years later, yes, when you like you said, when you realize what you went through, mm-hmm. that, that's amazing. Terrence Copper joining us here uh, on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about ECU, uh, and we're not going to get to half the 80 questions that I have here for you, but I <laughs> uh, really enjoyed listening to you with Patrick Johnson this year. Another Kenston legend, yes, Patrick, is, yes. broadcast legend, uh, yes. Patrick Johnson, but really enjoyed listening to you. Uh, how much do you enjoy this, being I, with headphones on with a microphone in front of you? How much do you enjoy this? I love it. Yeah. I love it because I love talking sports. I love talking life. Uh, I just love talking this stuff, you know, so I, I love it. Like, this is this is right up my alley. Okay. Well, and you did a great job with that, too. But I got to ask you, as much as you love ECU and you uh, – maybe not as much as our boy over here uh, with his hat and his hoodie right? and everything on, but you love your Pirates. Yes. How tough of a season was this for you to – and be on the front row of it reporting it the way you were? You know, it's it's always tough when, when the Pirates aren't on top. Uh, when we're not doing well, the community is not doing well. Uh, a lot of the community rides on the back of East Carolina, and and me being an alumni, uh, me being a former player, 
you know what those guys going through in the locker room. Uh, because I was here, I was part of the, the John Thompson era. Mm-hmm. Even though John Thompson, Coach Thompson is my guy. Mm-hmm. But I was a part of that. You know, so I understand how it feels to be at practice working your butt off every single day. But then when you get to the game, the results aren't showing. Yeah. Uh, so I understand that. I understand the frustration of that. Uh, but only way to get out of that is you got to keep working. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep working. You got to keep putting your best foot forward. And keep trying to get better. Uh, you can't just, oh, woe is me, because nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And as pirates, we all know it's hard to be a pirate. You know, it's hard to be a pirate. But you we guys do, always we have that chip on your shoulder. You always have I'm a, chip a UNC on your Charlotte guy. I'm from Western North okay. Carolina, so mm-hmm. I'm a UNC Charlotte guy. And the one thing, and like I said, in my 21, 22 years I've been here, is you guys always have. And I'm a season ticket holder for mm-hmm. football and all that. I mean, I, I support the Pirates. He'll tell you that. But it's uh, you guys have always had that chip on your shoulder in the time that I've been here. You're sort of looked at as a little brother here maybe mm-hmm. in the state. And and I think that was exemplified this year. Yeah. You know, we sort of looked at as a little brother. We looked at as a stepchild here. Okay. You know, and that's not okay. disrespect for any stepchildren, but that's just yeah. the way that East Carolina has been looked at. From you got your North Carolinas, you got yeah. your NC States, you got your Duke, your Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. You know, those programs always look down on us, and we always kept a chip on our shoulder. Uh, but you've got some big wins against we those have, programs. We have, too. and that's that's the thing. Seventy we, to forty-one. Even though they look, <laughs> even though those teams look at us like that, we feel like we're the better team. Yeah, and I feel like, and honestly, I feel like we are the better teams. Uh, and like, I love the fact we play with a chip on our shoulder. That is part of. The Eastern North Carolina way, uh, I think when it comes to recruiting, I love the fact that now we're starting to get these local recruits again that's been in our backyard for forever that Thank has you. that chip on their shoulder. They're coming you. in with the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. You know, because we don't get a lot of exposure here in the Eastern North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina part of the area. So you get those players that come in with the chip on their shoulder. And and that just helps build the program. It helps get us help have have that chip that we used to have all the time uh, at East Carolina. So it's good to see that we're actually recruiting back in this area again. I love to hear you say that. And, and I got to ask you this, and I'm sure I'm taking this question out of Scott's mouth, but how proud are you to be a pirate? Very look, I tell people all the time, East Carolina. If it wasn't for East Carolina, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Uh, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I had uh, coming from East Carolina. I wouldn't have been able to be able to come back 20-some years later and graduate with my son at East Carolina. Yep. You know, so I have a lot of love for East Carolina. Uh, East Carolina has done a lot for me. How pleased are you with what uh, you've seen in the offseason with all the uh, the transfer portal stuff, the recruiting? Seems like uh, It seems like uh, he's doing a pretty good job over there in Greenville. And I, think, I think this is our year. Okay. I think this is our year, especially with the transfer portal, the people we have coming in, not just the players that have coming in, but the different coaches we have coming in, uh, that's going to help out a lot. I think our schedule is set up for Success. us to be successful. Yeah. And then we still got to go out there and work. Uh, we still got to go out there and win the game. But I feel like this year right here with the moves we've made and how the schedule is set up, I feel like we can really turn things around this year coming up and then moving forward as the propellers moving forward. Uh, I think that we had to make the adjustment when it came to the transfer portal and mm-hmm. uh, NIL. Uh, that's an adjustment that every school had to make. And I think we're starting to make that adjustment, and I think we'll be off and running. 
way too early prediction here, and I'm I promise. Terrence, I'm not going to hold you to Hey, I'm sorry. I've got to thank our uh, title sponsor for a big interview real quick, if you don't mind. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Listen, uh, visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get right back into our big interview here. It's Terrence Copper. Uh, way too early prediction. And I, I promise we will not hold you to this, but what do you see? You've seen the schedule for ECU next year. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a, a best-case scenario, and what do you think is a realistic expectation for the Pirates next year in football? You know, if I could go back and look at the schedule, I need to pull the schedule up and, okay. just, and just look right down the line again. But for me, let me try to pull this schedule No, 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 up. I'll so tell you. No, okay, we're, we're going to have fun, okay. no, no, okay. we're gonna have fun, <laughs> fun with this football schedule. Because we're going to go win or lose I like it. We real quick. That. Let's do that real quick. 2024 football schedule. Oh, shoot. I pulled the wrong. Th- okay. No, this is it. Okay. Uh, Norfolk State at home on August 31st. That's a win. Okay. At Old Dominion. That's a win. 2-0. and Home against Appalachian State. I like. I love Appalachian State program, but I feel like we have the edge because we're at home. We I like win. it. I like it. 3-0. Uh, and uh, At Liberty. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Liberty has a good program. They do. But I think we edge them. 4-0. and 4-0. Look, look at our boy over here. <laughs> Kenny, he's hiding his smile. I love this. At Army. 5-0. and At Charlotte. We may drop that one. Okay. 5-1. and one, uh, Home against Florida Atlantic. We get that one. 6-1. and one, Home against Navy. We get that one. Seven and one. Control yourself over there, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm, talking, I'm not talking to you, oh, Terrence. Yeah, I'm talking to, uh, to Scott over here. Home versus Temple. I think we get that one as well. I do too. Eight and one. Home against UTSA. I think they get it. Okay. Eight and two uh, at North Texas. We get that one. Nine and two at Tulsa. That's a tough game. That is tough. I'm. I'm gonna say they get that one. Okay, nine and three. Yep. Scott, can you can you live with a nine and three record? I'd be happy. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Listen, I hate to do this. We are up against it. Uh, can you believe we've done 35 minutes and it wow. feels like it's been that was quick. 10 minutes. Yes. I got to get your Super Bowl prediction though. Okay. Former Kansas City Chief sitting mm-hmm. across from me right now. In fact. I've got the uh, Chiefs autographed jersey. Well, I'm getting it framed. I'm going to get it framed like that Bullock jersey oh, right awesome. there. So, uh, that's awesome. But I, I had to have it. But I knew I wouldn't have it framed by the time I had you in here, so I had to have it up there. Prediction. Kansas City versus San Francisco. Who you got? I got Kansas City. Okay. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the next Tom Brady. I feel like he's going to stop a lot of great quarterbacks from getting Super Bowls. Wow. I think he's the next. Could he, could he win? Well, he's already won, too. If he he's wins this, two. he's already halfway to where – Brady. Yes, if he win this, this is three. If he win this one, how many years he's been playing? How many years uh, he's been in the league? I think it's, is this his fifth year or, or, sixth, or sixth year? year? But he only played four of those years because Alex Smith played the first two. That's right. So he's been to the Super Bowl what three out of his last four years? That's crazy. That is insane. Out of four years he's playing, you know. So he to me he's the next Tom Brady. I yeah. think as long as they have him, um, Coach Reed and Kelsey, yeah. as long as they keep those three intact, I think the dynasty is going to stay. That's awesome. Terrence, this is a thrill for me. Thank you so much. Thanks I appreciate you on. coming in. Hey, 
Tell me we'll do it again as we get closer to football season. Please, please. I'm always, I'm always available. You're the best, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game, and we will wrap up this Friday, February 9th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's Friday. It's finally Friday. By God, we made it to the end of the week, Jonathan Massey. Can you believe it? No, Brian. I can't. Brian. Hey. <laughs> Dude. That's not don't, nice. Don't blame me. You're the one over there with gastrointestinal issues. Oh, God. Did we just both go um, no, believe me, you won't get any of that unless. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, y'all are the one that brought it up. I didn't so, do it. Oh, okay. He's the one who brought it up over there. So, yeah, there, there'll be no gas escaping. Let's just say Stop that. Stop talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> Look at him laugh. I love when I make Jonathan laugh. Oh, that makes oh, my day. It's not you that made me laugh. It's, it's my... Tiny little prodding making John exasperated. No, it could the little we could have moved past it and been eight miles by it by now. But we're going to park, <laughs> put down a tent, and examine it for two hours. You don't want to examine this, dude. <laughs> let me tell you, okay. Anyway, hey, it's Friday. What was it we said you were going to put a pen in yesterday? Carl Weathers. Carl, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it's time to be serious for a second, man. What? Well, he lived a nice long life. Yeah, I mean, it ain't like he was twenty. Yeah, but it's sad though, man. It is sad. It, yeah, I mean. I mean, he he outlived Apollo Creed by like 40 years. Yeah. That is true. And that if, is for true. those of you who only know him from being in Rocky and these action movies, please go see him in Arrested Development. He was so funny and quirky and different from anything he'd ever, anything else he had done in that show. Well, I've, I, see, I've never seen any of the Rockies. I mean, I know he was Apollo Creed and, yeah. and the Rocky movies, but my, you know, my big introduction to, uh, oh, Happy Gilmore. Was Happy Gilmore. That Dude, was very funny. Too. He was hilarious in there. Have you guys seen it? It kind of, it kind of wrenched at my, my heartstrings a little bit. And I'm being very serious. Yes. You, you've seen Happy Gilmore. Shut up, yes. Happy. I got my hand back, you see? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was at the very end was he and... Uh, Grandma. The, oh, the alligator. He the was al- the alligator. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all waving at him. And what is it again that uh, he says? Shut up, Happy. I got my hand back. And he waves with it, and everybody waves. It kind of got me a little bit in the feels, Jonathan. No joke. When I, they Just say I got emotional like an adult male. <laughs> got me in what the feels. What's wrong with that? Half the people listening don't know what that means. Oh, dear God. (laughs) You make my head hurt, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to explain to my dad, what does it mean to feel in the fields? To be in the fields, yeah. To be in your fields. In a cornfield or a bean field. It means he got emotional. There you go. I love your dad, by the way, man. You know, he contributes to this show at least twice a week. He yeah. really does. He, I, if I'm off the air, first thing, he'll send me a message. You're off the air. And I, dude, love your dad, man. He's yeah. good. He's good people. He man. should probably get my paycheck, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good man. Dude. I'll give it to him, man. Yeah. 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 yeah I want to get mine first. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude. What month is it? Today is February the 9th, Friday, February 9th. How yeah. long ago was November, dude? Is this the year of austerity? Is that the. Yeah, it exactly. was three months ago. Yeah, that's what I thought anyway. Okay, hey, mm. let's play the birthday game here, John Dawson. You won yesterday. You lead five days to one mm-hmm. here in February. Jonathan, are we ready to make that proclamation yet? Uh huh. Nah. Okay, we'll wait one more day. Dude, five days to one is a pretty commanding lead there, John Dawson. I salute you, too. Uh, why don't you tell us about Goeco Technology Service Provider and uh, Jacques Pasolek? 
Well, Jacques Pasileg of Goeco Office uh, Technology Service Providers uh, sponsors this segment. And unlike my cohorts here, he he doesn't want me to fail or anyone to fail. He wants anyone, everyone and anyone to be as successful as he has been. And if you go see Jacques, you know, when he was in high school, he was class president. Mm-hmm. When he went to university at Cambridge on scholarship, he was pre- class president. And uh, he was there on a full scholarship. And when he came back over here, uh, he had uh, he had uh, just a couple of pounds to rub together. Not talking about weight. We're talking about British money. It's funny money. It's not real. But he still built an empire on, out of nothing. But then his hard work and intelligence. Back to you, Brian. I like it. Do you want to be like Jacques Passelet, Jonathan Massey? <laughs> Boy, do I. There you go. Then, uh, you know, you should call him and ask him how you can be like him. What number would you call if you were doing that, Jonathan Massey? I would call 252. 252-286-286-53-53-54. 5-4. We did that in our sexy voice. It's weird how I can control you guys like that. (laughs) Speaking of sexy voices, look at this little piece of tail coming down the hall right now, okay? Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? I hate to see you walk away, but I like to see. Well, how's Brian, that? stop looking at me while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at their booty. Now, what is it you say? I, I, hate, I hate to, to see, see you go, but I love to watch you leave. There you go. Thank you. Now I'll put Tim Wilson's booty song under that segment. You uh, you really shouldn't objectify women, Brian. They're not here for our amusement. She's my wife. I can objectify her if I want to. It was in our wedding vows. Did you not hear them? It was in parentheses. Yeah, it was in. Yeah, it was in parentheses. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Rick what he uh, what, what his takeaway was from it. I love it. Okay, uh, you, you gave us the number. What's the website? GoEcoNC.com. What is GoEco.com or Bucklesbury.com? That's right. Indeed. Okay, he was the lead singer for this band. Is this? Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. My good friends, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, got me a T-shirt. No, I did. Oh, you did. Oh, I thought both of you. My good friend, John Dawson, got me a T-shirt with this on it. And see, I got it a few sizes big because it would shrink in the wash. And it did. You're right. But when he gets it, he complains about it being too big. Well, you gave me a 7X shirt, man. I'm not that fat. And after you washed it, it fit perfectly. <laughs> it did fit. It fits very. I like it, Unlike man. Unlike some T-shirts that people give you that would be like a scarf at best. <laughs> there you go. Like the one I'm pointing at right now. I know. It is yeah. Frankie, very true. Hey, Frankie, say relax. <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> yeah. say relax, John. Yeah, Frankie ain't here. There you go. Well, he was a lead singer for this band. Uh, the band is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Holly Johnson today. Today is Holly Johnson's birthday over there, John Dawson. We did this last year. In fact, I think we've pretty much done it every year, which is weird because where we're at now in our fifth time of going through birthday games, yes. it's Friday, so we've pretty much done these birthdays five times now, okay? Mm-hmm. We really have with it being... And with yeah. Leap Year coming up, we got a whole year without them, so... <laughs> I think. Uh, tell him what you just did to me. His brain, his brain exploded. <laughs> My brain just—I couldn't process it. I was trying to process it. It couldn't was so idiotic. It. You locked up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Holly Johnson of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. How old is he today? He's still alive. He is still alive. Why is it Holly? You want me to look it up and see? No. Why um, did you ask him? Uh, and we're on a short day, so I really hold yeah. on. Uh, how did Holly Johnson get his name? 
At 14, Johnson took on the name Holly. He was inspired by actress Holly Woodlawn, a friend of Andy Warhol. During his second year at Liverpool Collegiate, Johnson and his friend were teased and nicknamed Jolly Johnson and Honey Heath. Because I think they were gay. So, you know, the people were mean back in those days. Yeah, that hasn't carried over to, at all. I'll tell you, well, I mean, people are mean to you all the why time. Are you making fa- <laughs> why are you making faces at me, John Dawson? I didn't say anything out untoward. But it is fun making faces at you. I'll say, um, I don't know, 60. Don't look at him, okay? I'm not 60. Yeah, yeah, you do yourself a favor there. He said 60. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 61. Uh, you're closer. He was born February 9th, 1960, so he is 64 to take off. Don't look over there, okay? Jonathan Massey leads one to nothing. Let's get our next one, and it is a musical act. It's a musician, and I, th- I think you're a fan. I think I remember you telling me last year that you liked her. And I'm going to pick out a song, and again, oh, I love that. <laughs> Please find the next song. Okay, here you go. Uh, you know, he missed that, and he's never going to see it. God, there's so many good songs. I'll, I'll pick this one. If you don't like this, I'll play something else. I just, I was trying not to play the same old song because I think I play the same thing every time I. You're gonna want me for your girl, John. Dude, don't, 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 if you want to be gay, you can do it. <laughs> don't, don't pull me into that. You don't know. I'm a little surprised, uh, the, dude. The, the, the voice is familiar. Oh, you definitely know her. Carol King. Okay. Yeah. Today is Carol King's birthday. Uh, aren't you? I thought you were a fan. The three songs I've heard on the radio I like. Okay. But well, she wrote a lot of songs. She wrote The Locomotion, and she wrote songs for other people, too. There you go. Carol King, how old is she today, Jonathan Massey? You know who Carol King is, right? Tapestry was one of the biggest selling albums ever. When did that come out? 1970. 70 or 72? How about cut it down the middle? (laughs) There you go, 1971, dude. Your knowledge of music. The earth move under my feet. You make me feel all all that stuff. I feel the earth move so far away. Yeah. It's too late. I tried to play something different because I think we... I applaud you. Yeah, thank it, you. It made me have to think. 83. You say 83. What do you say, John Dawson? 82. Right on it there, uh, John Dawson. She was born February 9th, 1942. <laughs> that does make her 82 years old. Who got uh, Holly Johnson from Frankie? I did. He did. Okay, so it's one to one. And guys, uh, that's our last musical hand of the day. Oh, fudge sickles. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know you wanted more music, right, John? Well, we've only had one song. Wait, dude, what was wrong with Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Bow, bow, bow. I love Very that. musical. There you go. One to one. It goes to you, John Dawson. He's Thor's little brother, Loki. It's Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. I like him. I think he is funny, man. I, I think he does. He, you should he's hear perfect him. for that act or for that uh, yeah, part. You should hear him do the uh, exchange between De Niro and Pacino in Heat. Really? He can do both sides of it? Yep. You know, I've never seen Heat. I need to see Heat. Is it good? No, Bill Simmons loves it. You know, It's probably my top ten favorite movies ever. 
Well, it, uh, same thing. I think I'm it's a Bill's. Michael, I'm a Michael Mann guy, though, but I don't see how you could not like it. I've never, I've never even seen thirty seconds of it. Before. It's basically Miami Vice, but with a movie budget. Wow, I need to see that. Well, Bill Simmons likes it so much. He, you know, he does this thing uh, about the movies. What do you call it? You need to watch the first two seasons. The rewatchables, yeah. What you should do is watch the first two seasons of Miami Vice, then watch Heat. Okay. In that well, order. He has done Heat three times on the rewatchables. He likes it that much. It was the very first rewatchable he ever did. Mm-hmm. He did it like at the two-year anniversary of rewatchables. Didn't he then, talk about the Vice Calderon's return and all that stuff dude, all the time? He, he loved yeah. So you, you got, and Bill Simmons would be good friends. You got you and I, and he and I pushing you on this stuff. Come on, let's get that done. I need to see let's it. Let's get I this do. bill passed. Hey, I just put uh, on my DVR. Uh-huh. I just put on my DVR of... Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, you sent me the clip from uh, Dr. Strange Love. Yeah. I've now got it on my DVR. We could go watch it right now if we wanted to. Or, Should I watch it by myself or are we ever the three of us going to watch it together? Because I kind of want to watch it with you, John. I'll watch it with you, but you're, it's, I'm t- the, it's not paced like a movie is now where there's something exploding every two seconds. It's very subtle for two hours, and I don't know that you're going to like it. What about Jonathan? What, it's what, very, like it? The humor is incredibly dark and very dry. That sounds like In Jonathan. short, I've watched it. Yes, I like it. I don't know that you will. So you've seen it too. Yeah, I'm just going to watch it by myself. I'll be glad to watch it with you. Oh, I just yeah. don't, I, you know. Okay. Well, I'm going to make you lock your phone up if I watch it with you, though. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with that, dude. I'm good for putting my phone. I put my phone unless I get a call from the sheriff. If the sheriff calls me and says, "Hanks, I need you," <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, Loki, he's Thor's little brother, I have John no Dawson. Idea who you're talking about? Well, you MCU. I don't know what that means. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. He to was me, a- MCU means major crime unit from Crime Story. So, it and Crime Story came out first, so you got it. There you go. Which one's made more well, money? This is going to be matter. fun. This is going to be fun that you get to go first then. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. He's Thor's little brother. He's funny. 38. No, but God, wouldn't that have been funny if it was? Uh, yeah. if you'd have had no idea. I don't have a clue. Okay, your turn to guess. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he's over 40, but I'm just going to say 39. He was born February the 9th, 1981, so he's 43 today. I so, wasn't that uh, far off. Huh? You were five, I didn't say, did I say anything bad, John Dawson? No, I did. I was thinking I was giving you credit there. You did pretty good, okay? Usually if I miss it by a year, you're like, God. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm chilling in my old age, okay? You lead two to one, Jonathan Massey, our next one. I think he's one of the top actors, young actors in our time right now. He was in... Uh, uh, Friday Night Lights. He was in. Uh, TV oh. number one is watching the series Monday, Friday Night Lights. Right is now. she? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. He was in. He was in that series, man. She's going to love it. She really is going. Oh my God! How long? How many? How far is she into it? The last one I when I walked through the room, the last one I saw her watch is the guy was trying to make extra money and he was driving off while somebody shot somebody. Okay. I'm going to have to, I don't remember that part. So you were watching too many at one time. I have, but that's something I watched many years ago. I'm talking about 10 years ago. Man, what a great show. Uh, but he, he is Creed. Oh, it's uh, Michael B. Jordan. I love, he is a good actor. He was in uh, Black Panther. Yep. He was great in ba- in Black Panther. Wasn't he in Black Panther? Or am I thinking somebody? Else? Yeah. He was, uh, yeah. he was Killmonger. Yeah. In Black, dude, Michael B. Jordan is one of the great up-and-coming. Would you not agree with that? One of the great up-and-coming actors right now. I think he's got some chops. I think he does have some chops. And today is his birthday, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 
36. You say 36. What do you say, John Dawson? 35. <sighs> You'd have gone the other way. You'd have been perfect. Ooh. Ooh, sorry. Ah, sorry. Up yours, Alex. He was, <laughs> he was born February 9th, 1987. He's 37 years old. So, congratulations. You've wrapped up the day there, John. Jonathan Massey, 3-1. Right. Uh, last one, man. This guy's been in so many great movies. He can be funny. He can be a serious actor. He can uh, just do a little bit of everything. And I know you two are fans. Joe Pesci. Today oh, yeah. is Joe Pesci's birthday. And I mean, you talk about, you got to admit, you talk about acting chops. Joe Pesci can, like I said, he can be in. Yeah, I can watch him in Raging Bull. That was his, that's the best thing he's ever done. Well, he was awesome in JFK. You haven't seen what I'm talking about. I haven't seen that. All right, then I win. Okay. But he was in, uh, what, the. What were the Mel Gibson shoot 'em up movies? He was good in the uh, Lethal Weapon three. That's and it. Four. That's what I'm talking about. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, he yeah. was in the. But he was funny okay, in those. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, 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 okay. I love Joe Pesci. Uh, but today's his birthday. How old is he today? Over there. I liked John him Dawson. in the Home Alone movies. He was all. That's what I'm saying. Because when when he and that other guy get into it, it's basically the Three Stooges for an hour. Which um, my cousin Vinny with uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, that was good. But you talk about yeah, Marissa Tomei. Go ahead. Indeed. Uh, But, man, just you talk talk about somebody who had his great acting chops, Joe Pesci. How old is he today, though, John Dawson? 86. You say 86? What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 87. Ah, he went the wrong way. He was born February 9th, 1943. He's only 81 today. He was really good in the Irishman, especially in the latter parts. Too long. He was really great in the Irishman, especially in the later parts when they were in prison, and he had the onset of um, what's the disease? Parkinson's. But he had Parkinson's, and he was trying to do the bread. He had that down perfectly. Well, he's a great actor, man. Uh, but uh, you win today, Jonathan Massey, three to two. Uh, local birthdays: Bruce Parson. Today is his birthday. Uh, one of the local legends in our neck of the woods. Uh, Phil Ford, today is his birthday. And as much as I like to, you know, and I've talked to Bill, Phil Ford several times. He never did come on the show. Remember, I was supposed to have him on last year. And huh. Go ahead. I hit him up two or three times. That's eh, too late now. There's 9,000 Tar Heels. You finally found one. Yeah. he's he's. But today's his birthday. He's a, In person, he's very nice to you. Now, uh, appearing on your show and canceling on you the day before he's supposed to come on, he's real good for that, too, okay? But uh, happy birthday, Phil Ford. Now, see, I can't tag him on this because I don't want him to hear that, okay? Why, you wimp? I am a wimp, yes, I am, because who knows, one day he might want to come on the show, on the highest-rated show in Lenora County in Kenston. Uh, Today is Wes Brown's birthday. You remember Wes that worked for us at the uh, Free Press? The tallest reporter in, uh, exactly, Jonathan's looking up. Uh, Think the world of West, man. Uh, good guy. Today is John Hood's birthday. John Hood, uh, a columnist for the Free Press for many, many years. I kind of fanboyed out. He's a libertarian, just genius. I mean, the guy's a genius. And I remember uh, getting to sit in a class and listen to him lecture. and Very impressed. Love, love John Hood to death. Scott Eldon's birthday is today. He is uh, the husband of Barbara Eldon. Uh, they used to have a business downtown. I do absolutely miss it. And then Kendall Huffman. Uh, who I used to serve on the Parks and Rec Commission with. Good dude. Very, very good dude. So, today's your birthday. Like Kendall Huffman, like Scott Eldon, like John Hood, like Wes Brown, like Phil Ford, like Bruce Parson, then have a great birthday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday on the birthday game presented by Goico Technology Service Provider.
Hey, uh, thank you again to Paul Whittington, Isaac Parson, the great Terrence Copper for joining us here. Have a great weekend. Have a fun Super Bowl. We'll see you on Monday on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.